A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hey everyone, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. (laughs) Dori, can I tell listeners what you said to me recently listening to an episode of ours? You said we were really leaning into our delicious dishness, (laughs) which is a reference to the Saturday Night Live sketch where Molly Shannon and Anna Gasteyer are NPR hosts of a show called Delicious Dish. Yes. And it always turns very sexual. Yes. Which I don't think we're doing that part, but we are kind of moaning a lot. <laughs> we are. We're moaning in appreciation. Yeah, it's a lot of... Mm. And I feel like our intonation is also <laughs> reminiscent. <We're> really. <laughs> just, and then after that, I Googled a picture of them and I was like, okay, we can see morph it. into this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, I think they're probably best known for the Shvetty balls. Yes. With Alec. With Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Which is a great sketch. It is a great sketch. So that's, that's, those are our, (sighs) that's our current 
inspiration, our inspo. Yeah. Hashtag inspo. Well, you know, I don't, if I may, yes. I don't actually think we were consciously inspired by them. No, I'm, I'm, but people, joking. people kept saying that we reminded them of them. And then I was like, we kind of do. <laughs> we do. We speak slowly. We speak slowly. <laughs> we caress the mic with our lips. Oh, now you're getting now sexual. Now I'm going to get really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but there is kind of a, just a gentleness, I feel like, to mm. our tone. Yes, I agree. Our dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, I love them. How mm. are you? I am fine. I'm not good. I'm not bad. Okay. I'm kind of just coasting in the middle. Okay. Trying grasping at better life habits, trying to bring them closer mm. to my bosom. Mm. And I'm not getting there, but I am trying to implement a lot of like, I'm doing a lot of little challenges. Oh, interesting. I have a friend who organized um, in one of my wonderful little Facebook groups that I'm in. Uh, she organized kind of a like, have a better bedtime challenge for the week and it's like everybody state you know like when they want you know what their goals are but part of it should be like having removing like turning off the phone or removing the phone having a set like in bedtime and then a set lights out time mm-hmm. so i set my in bed at 10 30 like mm-hmm. tucked in mm-hmm. and then lights out by 11 30 and i failed last night yeah, i feel like we were texting yep, yep. Like- I, failed. I failed failed real big <laughs> so far not going great but i'm trying it's like i feel like i have the intention and so if i have the intention and and eventually i'm going to follow through yeah and especially for me like i sleep i just need better sleep i need to go to bed earlier so i'm doing that (sighs) trying to limit the amount of honey that i put in my tea in the morning because i've realize I'm going a little overboard and drink, mm, having a lot of sugar. Too much sugar. Yeah. And I can actually feel my like heart. I, I can. Oh, wow. <laughs> my, I put two tablespoons in one cup of tea, two tablespoons of honey. Oh, which I told some friends today and people laughed because it's so much. Apparently it makes a very sweet. Cup that of does tea. sound very sweet. It's very. It's basically a cup of honey with a dash of tea. Right. It's like diluted honey. It is. I'm drinking honey. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just trying to make like some small tweaks okay. to kind of, I don't know, improve the quality of my life. I don't know. Torture myself. <laughs> One or the other. So I that's, mean, what I, well, that's what's up. I'm into that for you. I went to bed way too late last night. Why? Well, my husband and I recorded our podcast and then... My friend is getting married um, in upstate New York at the end of the month. Oh, right. And we hadn't we hadn't planned our trip. Like we knew we were going and we have a hotel for the wedding, but we didn't have our plane tickets. Ugh. We didn't have anything else. And so I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is in like three and a half weeks. I need to I need to figure this out. So then it was like, well, we should go to Boston for a couple of days before the wedding. And like, it just turned into this whole logistical thing. And so I was like planning it. Um, and by the time I finished with the whole thing involving three hotels, two flights oh and a rental car, um, it was like 1115 which is way too late for me. And yeah, you normally sign off at around 10, 15. I sure do. Yeah, you do. Um, and then I got into bed and, you know, I've been reading 
Maisie Dobbs. You mentioned Maisie Dobbs. And I'm just really enjoying plucky Maisie Dobbs. (laughs) She's a real plucky heroine. (laughs) How long are you in bed reading? Did you stay up late reading last night? Uh, I fell asleep uh, reading. I love that feeling. And Matt came in and he was like, what is happening? Because like the light was on. My Kindle was, I was holding my Kindle and it had like fallen onto my chest. And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, like when he came in and he was like, did you fall asleep reading? And I was like, Yes. Um, which has been happening a lot lately. Do you do the thing where you're like, I'm just going to close my eyes for a minute. This feels so good. I don't even think I'm consciously closing my eyes. You just zonk out. I think I just zonk out. Wow. Um, that also happened the other night when I was watching TV in bed. I was watching Wild Wild Country. Very good show. Um, and I fell asleep and woke up like five minutes before the end of the first episode and was like, I think I just missed a lot and then realized I I missed half an hour. Um, so I went back and watched it the next day. But anyway, um, and then I didn't set an alarm because I've actually been waking up really early and I was like, oh, I won't need the alarm. But I've also been wearing an eye mask what? and earplugs. Ooh. Um, which I highly recommend to improve the quality of your sleep, but it improved the quality of my sleep so much that at 8.40 this morning, (laughs) Matt was like, hey, it's 8.40. (laughs) And I was like, what? Because today was supposed to be the day that I started my, you know, my new life. Your work schedule. My work schedule, which did not involve waking up at 8.40. Oh, it's your body was telling you what it needed, though. It sure was because yesterday I had woken up for no good reason at 5.30 in the morning and then didn't go to sleep till like almost midnight. So I was all messed up, you know? Well, your outfit's cool. Oh, thanks. I'm curious how your challenge is going. You're doing a 10 (sighs) outfits in 10 10 items. 10 items and 10 days. So you can only... I'm doing this on my Instagram, slow clothes movement. And... It's part of this 10 by 10 challenge that this woman, Lee Vosberg or Vosberg, who does the blog Style Bee, made up like a couple years ago. And the idea is just to sort of like focus on the items that you really wear and to wear them in different combinations. And so her, the, the like the OG challenge is that you take 10 items, including shoes and jackets Um, but not accessories and you wear them for 10 days. So I made my 10 selections and I posted them on my Instagram and was like, Oh, I'm like bored. Like I'm bored by these clothes. In fact, the shirt I'm wearing is a substitute. I swapped out. um, I swapped out my shirt. What day is this for you? This is day four. Four. Oh, you're almost halfway through. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm almost halfway through. It's also weird because I work from home now. Right. So like, I, did I have to put on clothes today? Right. Like, and it's not like your coworkers like, hey, is that the same Exactly. Shirt? Exactly. Right. There's so, a little bit of a different experience. Yeah. But it is interesting. I think it's always interesting to like do it periodically and like think about which clothes of yours you actually wear and how you wear them and Right before the challenge started, I sold another bunch of clothes and, you know, my sister's like, how do you still have clothes to sell? Meanwhile, she's like, I just took like three bags of clothes to, you know, Buffalo Exchange or something. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm selling them piece by piece. Right, right. Um, But the other thing that happened is someone in the Facebook group posted a picture of the fresh flowers she had bought Mm -hmm. and said that she buys fresh flowers every week. And I was like, 
oh my God, that's a thing I used to do. Mm, I love a fresh flower. And it made me so happy and I haven't done it in so long. And so on Sunday after I saw this, I went to the farmer's market and bought a bouquet for $10. And that's a pretty good price. Yeah. Farmer's market in LA, like flowers are not expensive. And I put them on my desk and it just like made me happy. I love fresh flowers. I'm going to try to do that again, like in my life. Good intention. Just set you at the top of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fresh flowers. Fresh flowers. No, it is fresh flowers. The only thing, because I love getting fresh flowers. I love, it makes, it makes me feel like the room is alive. Totally. It feels cleaner, even though like everything is a disaster except for the vase of flesh f- flesh flowers fleshy Fresh. flowers those fleshy <laughs> skin flowers um but uh the only hard part i have is when they start to wilt there's always it always takes like a depressing turn where you're like riding the high of the fresh flowers mm. and then if you aren't a good at keeping them up they can take a turn and then i often don't throw them away for till very long you know someone um i posted them on my instagram stories and someone responded and said that she used to work at a florist and a good thing to do is to remove all of the leaves below the water line okay that makes them last longer okay that's a good trick yeah so i'm gonna do that i will tell you i often buy flowers at trader joe's they have super cheap like five dollar bouquets and i'll just grab it because sometimes with flowers you're like oh this is so expensive for a thing that's yeah you know so ephemeral yeah i mean which if it brings you joy you got to do it but um i love a good trader joe's little bouquet of roses yeah it's like five or six bucks totally do you Mm. love flowers Call us on our voicemail, (laughs) 781-591-0391. Fuck, I can't even do that right. That's 781-591-0390. Thank you, Dory. Call us, let us know about your thoughts on flowers, on challenges, on going to sleep. All of it. Anything. If you have questions for us. Am I eating too much honey? Yes. I think I am. Yeah. Oh, we so don't good. need our listeners to tell us that. Okay. We already know, know the We already answer. know the truth about that. And um, we might play your voicemail on a mini episode. Yes, definitely. And uh, definitely sign up for our newsletter. Sign the, up for the newsletter. The April one has gone, has out, gone out, but we'll be doing it again for May. So yep. sign up at our website, forever35podcast.com. And also we should add on forever35podcast.com, there is some new content. This is very exciting. Yes. Um, we have an amazing woman who's going to be writing for our site, Amber Petty. Yeah. She's going to be doing like product roundups and other things. She's going to do a weekly candle corner. She requested that she get to write about candles. And Dory and I are both like, hell yeah. Sure. Write you want to write the- about candles? Yes. Yeah. We, and the first candle she wrote about, I immediately ordered. Oh. It was like a very convincing argument in favor of this. Candle. Yes, she really makes a good case. Yeah, and Amber's also Amber's actually someone I've known for a very long time, and she's super cool. Yeah, and she's awesome. Is a member of the Facebook group, which you should join. She also started the uh, Forever Thirty Five Nanorimo cabin. Yes, I'm. It's already April, so I yeah. haven't done it, but I'm tempted to kind of take a stab at trying to write a little bit this month. I know. Um, so yeah, if you're not in the Facebook group already, you should join. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash forever 35 podcast. Every week there's more offshoot groups. It's the best. It's amazing. The um, a money one just started yesterday, which I need to get into. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we say it every week, but if you like the show, hit us up on those Apple podcasts, write a review, tell a friend, you know, we love reviews, but actually it helps even just to give us a star ranking. 
And hopefully that's a five-star ranking. Uh, yeah. I'm going to beg you. Uh, please. Click on the five. Yeah, just do it. Uh, and then, you know, you can t- tell us that you did it on our website, forever35podcast.com, Insta. We just, <laughs> we're on Instagram at forever35podcast and we just live Instagrammed us trying Hannah Cure masks. It and was like 45 minutes of fun. It was long. It I didn't realize I thought it would be much shorter, but people hung in there. Oh, they sure did. And it was really fun. Yeah. So now we're so glowing. We'll probably do it again at some point Maybe with something else. Weird yeah. mask or something. Totally. Uh, and then you can tweet us at forever35pod. So there's a huge national event happening. Yes. Do you know what do you know what I'm talking about, Victoria? I do. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> it is the Sephora VIB sale. I mean, listen, if you I've I've only ever experienced a Sephora VIB sale once in my life. Oh. And it was in the fall, and that kind of kicked off my urge to to pod about skin. Oh, because I had never known that these sales were happening. Oh, sure. And then I got clued in. Yeah. And then I, as I've mentioned, it was right when my book was coming out. So I was in a panic and I spent too much money and justified it by the amount I was saving. Right. Well, the fall one is 20%. Yes. It was glorious. This one is, is not 15. So for those of you who are not familiar, twice a year, Sephora, it's actually their, their beauty insider sales. Can I stop you just real quick? Yes. I want to say I always resisted, like I never invested in the Sephora beauty insider thing and figured out my points and tracked it. Cause I was like, this is just one of those dumb things where you have a card from the store, but actually Sephora has a very great deal with when you are a beauty insider with them oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've been a beauty insider for years I, years in fact i've been a beauty insider for so long that my email is my yacht my old yahoo email. yeah see you were <laughs> hip to this many moons ago i was not well you know i just it wasn't because it was because i was like oh you can get points and then get free stuff cool <laughs> I that never, was like my thought process. I thought they were trying to like scam me and I never did it, but now I do. So I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say it's actually, it's the beauty insider sale. So you, you don't need to be at the VIB level. You get to be VIB if you spend $350 in a year and you get to be VIB rouge if you spend a thousand dollars in a year, but anyone can sign up to be a beauty insider. Yeah. It's, and you can have zero points. You can have zero points and be a beauty insider. So here are the dates, which, you know, if you're Rouge, you probably know this already, but we'll read them anyway. So for Rouge, it starts April 13th to April 16th and then April 20th to April 23rd. And it's 15% off and you use the code yay rouge and then for vib it's april 20th to april 23rd you don't get the the first week um and it's yay vib and then if you're just a and that's 15% off and then if you're just a, a beauty insider it's also april 20th to 23rd the code is yay insider and you get 10% off and i would if you're if there's products that you're wanting to try, I would highly recommend hitting up the sale. Yeah. It's the way to go. It's it's the it, only way to live. It's the only way to live. Um so we decided it would be fun to talk about what is on our Sephora 
or as Kate likes to call it, Sephoris. Sephoris. How uh, to breathe. Wish, <laughs> wish lists. And uh, yeah. And I, I want to preface this by saying I really am trying not to buy stuff. So I oh, ditto. I feel like am I, I want to participate in the sale because I want things. Yeah. But I, I also think I need to not buy things. So Kate, why don't we say our top five products for the sale can like also, let's not go crazy and i also confess that i think i'm vib oh yeah on sephora i am too so i'm not rouge okay if it just says i'm vib does that mean i'm rouge no okay so I it has to say you're vib rouge okay just as status vib yeah you're vib okay okay so i haven't gone you haven't gone maximum bonkers. You haven't gone bananas. Okay. Banana. <laughs> okay. We are really. Okay. So Dory, here's my wish list that yes. I come up with. And if there's something I'm missing, let me know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a huge list. The Tatcha Camellia cleansing oil. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, wait. Oh, Sorry. Question. Oh, oh. Are these products that you own and you're, you're like, oh good, now I can get them at a discount or are these products you are interested in (gasps) trying? Oh no, I just wrote products I'm interested in trying. I hadn't even thought about having to re-up current products. Yeah. This is also a good opportunity to stock up. Fuck. This is going to get expensive. And I, but but also I'm kind of ready to release. I'm kind of ready to work Mm. through what I have and Mm -hmm. maybe then simplify yeah so i might i might not re-up anything okay i might just kind of try to to use things up and but and and not even though i do like my vitamin c serum but mm-hmm. i'm gonna i think mm-hmm. i'm gonna i might move on all right that's fair do you want my list i, I sure do okay so it's this tatcha camellia cleansing oil okay i've been wanting to try it people recommend it mm-hmm I'm intrigued because of your cleansing oil, mm. but I have this Tatcha cream that I like. So I was going to go with Tatcha, although you could get your cream at also at Sephora. Am I right? Your Bosch, uh, not your cream, your oil. My oil. Yes. Yes. Sephora sells it. So maybe another oil. Mm-hmm. I'm still in, I'm still exploring my first step. Okay. So I might get that oil. All right. Now here I wrote some of that herbivore shit, though. Am I just falling for the gorgeous packaging? Question mark. So, Dory. What is that herbivore It's shit? a line. And I keep seeing people mention how much they like products from it. Mm. But it is packaged beautifully. Mm. And anytime you see it on Instagram, it's been posed like on a beautiful countertop and like a really cool tray with a succulent or an air plant. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like it's sure. been, it's been, uh, what's the word? It's been posed beautifully online. Yeah. I feel like people, just regular people are doing it. But the, and the packaging looks very... I don't know, just cool, cool and earthy and organic. So I don't know what herbivore shit to try. So if Mm -hmm. someone wants to direct me, if there's something you love, let me know. Then I'm still researching this part. It is a magical night serum, question mark. Mm. I'm going to do a little more research. I really did like the drunk elephant glycolic serum. The framboose. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I... I did the thing where I got samples of that and samples of the Sunday Riley good jeans. This was a while ago. And I went with Sunday Riley. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've regretted it mm. or wondered, should I have gone the other way? Two roads diverged in a yellow wood <laughs> is what thinking. I'm saying. Yellow wood. Is that what he says? <laughs> no. Two uh, roads diverged in a, I can barely, I got two words of Robert Frost yes. in here. 
Two roads. <laughs> two roads diverged in a something. Basically in a Sephora. Which way did I go? Sunday rally, good jeans. You took the road more traveled, most traveled, I think. And that hasn't made all the difference. Mm. I don't know if I love Sunday rally, good <laughs> Sammy jeans. Sammy is. We've made Sammy laugh. <laughs> what I live for. Uh, so I might try that night serum. Or again, I'm open to Rex. But if there's some sort of magical potion that I can get for 15% off, I want to do it. Yeah. I hear you. Because you can always return. Mm-hmm. Then the last thing I wrote is the Givenchy powder that Anya recommended on her episode, Prism Libra Loose Powder. Yes. That has amazing reviews. Yes. I don't use powder currently, but part of me is like, why sh- I should start? I know. Why not embrace it's it? It's really cool. Do you have it? I don't have it, but I'm thinking about getting it. Anya, when she was here, also had this cool powder highlighter that I need to go back and... and was that the Becca? It was, yes, it was, I think it was Becca. She also had a Fenty. Yes, I, that's what I was going to say. Was it Fenty or Becca? I don't know, but it looked so good. Yeah. So, and I also don't have any Fenty products and I'm mm-hmm. wondering if I should use the sale to dip a toe in. Yeah. So that's what I've been thinking. You know, we could go to Sephora before the sale and live scope. Instagram it? Well, we could live Instagram our trip we're gonna get real real people are gonna get real sick of us um no but i'm thinking maybe you know i know that you can return products to sephora but i always feel i i feel a little weird about it's a little weird you don't want to use three quarters of the bottle so maybe maybe the move is to go to sephora before the sale (gasps) i see where you're going with this try some products get some samps get some samps some sampies sampies from (laughs) sephoris sephoris and really go to town. That's a great idea because then you're then you're going into the sale an educated consumer. Exactly. I love that idea. So, I love that idea. Just throwing that out there. Okay. The what's on your list? All right. So one of the things that's on my list is the Summer Fridays jet lag mask. Someone, I think someone just said that they did that in so, our live Instagram. They said they did oh, a jet lag mask. I didn't notice that. Yes, I'd never heard of it. So this is this is an Instagram fave. Summer Fridays? Summer Fridays. It's a new line. Oh. Um, and they have this jet lag mask that is supposed to be like super moisturizing and, you know, brightening and blah, blah, blah. And I'm... I'm intrigued. Do you know how much it costs? Is it a sheet mask? No, it is a um, a cream mask. Ooh, it's forty eight dollars. Ooh. Um, the description says it is a one of a kind. Okay. Hydrating cream face mask, featuring proven skin loving ingredients that deliver rich hydration and a radiant complexion in just one application. Now I have a question. Yes. Are Kate. cream masks, the sheet masks of 2018? <gasps> I feel like I have a cream mask that, mm. I, that I received. Mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing cream masks kind of I, move into the spotlight. I hear what you're saying. Just want to throw that out there. And I like it. Yeah. You should get that. Sounds like an exciting one. Because I don't, I have a confession. Uh oh. I don't like a clay mask. I don't think I do either. I prefer a cream mask. What about like a gel mask? Like what you're saying, you your needs are not met by a clay. Correct. They're not a clay is not a technically really a moisturizing. No, I mask. don't need a drying mask. Right, like a purifying. You don't. Need. I don't need that. I need I need rich plumping <laughs> moisture. 
All right, moving on. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, I am thinking I'm going to get the Bare Minerals Mineral Veil with powder. Okay. With SPF. I like that. Yeah. That um, seems like a good solid responsible purchase yeah, it's 23 dollars. i got us i have a sample of oh. the mineral veil that without the spf and i like it okay um i like bare minerals as a company they they are cruelty free and they use like good ingredients okay. and i um yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna get that so that is another thing i, I think i'm also gonna gonna Take the plunge with the Sun and Park Beauty Water. Oh, I want that. Yeah, people like it. Is that at Sephora? It is. Okay, I might add that to my list. It is. That is always recommended. It's always recommended. So another thing that I'm going to get is the Dr. Jart Water Fuse Ultimate Hydrogel. It is a moisturizer. I got a sample of it at some point. Okay. And I've been using it. I, I stopped using a combination moisturizer sunscreen. Yes, same. After Priyanka said it was amateur hour. Ooh. So I've been using this sample of Dr. Jart Hydrogel. And then on top of that, I've been putting the Misha SPF 50 plus 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 sun milk. And I really like this hydrogel. It's like, it's light. It, it goes on really smoothly. Um, I'm a fan. I really like the Dr. Jart products. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I like their masks. Um, so I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the plunge to get the full size. Oh, wow. You are committing. You're like, getting, that's like a full marriage. I'm, I, I think, I think I'm committing. And then I think I might do one of these cowardly, uh, oh. sets. Oh, so they have one that is an eye cream okay. set. That is $39 that they say is a $73 value. That's a great deal. And it has three little tubes in it. One is the uh, three-in-one moisturizer. One is the energizing and smoothing eye cream. And then one is the glow-activating anti-wrinkle serum. Mm. So I feel, I feel like for $39, you get three like nice products. Yeah, and you get to try it and out. You get to try it out. So I think I might do that. And then they have another one that is more expensive called the Vino Perfect Serum Set, which has the Vino Perfect Essence, Concentrating Brightening Essence, the Vino Perfect Overnight Renewal Cream, and the Vino Perfect Radiance Serum something something. Um, so what is it called? The, oh yeah. Vino perfect radiance serum. So I don't know, maybe I'll go with the, with the first one cause it's cheaper. And, yeah. Yeah. Less of a commitment. Less of a commitment. So those are my, um, those are my new products that I'm going to try. And then I think I might just stock up on like the Basha, uh, cleansing oil because mm -hmm. I'm almost out. Um, the My Bare Minerals Primetime Eyelid Primer, okay, okay. which sells out a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. So I often just grab one when um, when I can. I also want to add the Belief. I don't know if it's it's B-E-L-I-F, like Moisture Bomb. I've heard a lot about oh, this cream. Uh -huh. People are really 
passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. And like return to it. So I might try that too. Cause I'm still kind I of like on the, that. I feel like I'm always on the hunt for moisture. <sighs> yes, it is. It is the holy grail of skincare. And maybe I got to get that mask you're going to do. Um, And then I also, I want to ask you what you think. Okay. About asking my husband. Oh boy. For my birthday. Mm-hmm. Which is soon. Which is soon. To get me. I'm nervous. What is it going to be? A Dyson hair dryer. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, it's really expensive. I don't know anything about Dyson, like the vacuum yes. people make hair dryers. Mm-hmm. So Helen Rosner, who is a wonderful food writer now at the New Yorker, um, has a Dyson hair dryer. Okay. She loves it. And she uh, recently posted, I think it was on Twitter, that she had crisped the skin of a roasted chicken using her hair dryer and it and it turned this like beautiful golden brown. So what you're saying is you want the hair dryer for cooking. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I also I'm Kidding. yeah. Um but then <clears throat> excuse me, what's really funny is the Daily Mail picked this up. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sort of it was like it was mocking, but it was just so ridiculous because like the chicken did look really good and like who cares? Yeah, who cares? You know, it's just like, what the hell? Um, but she, I think she was extolling the virtues of this hairdryer in the Facebook group. It was either on her personal Facebook or in the Facebook group. And I was like, okay, if Helen, like, I, I, I trust Helen's opinions. How much is expensive? Can you say it? I don't really want to. Okay, we don't have to say it. <laughs> All you have to do, we can Google it later. It's, it's a lot okay i mean look it's like a car payment Oof. <laughs> it's your birthday. for like a pretty nice car <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know dory it's your birthday i think you could ask for it i think i can ask for it i mean i, might not, I might not get it no and like sometimes people like to be given an item like that way they know they're getting yes. something that you truly want and will use yes and i also you know your hair if, if you if you dry your hair every day and you've talked about how like your hair and your hair volume like that's important to you yeah so i think that is a place where you can invest yeah money. because I don't know how to say this. Okay. I don't love the Revlon one step. Oh, God. Well, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Everyone, thanks so much for listening to Forever 35, but it's over now because Dory's rejected my 17 pound hair dryer. <laughs> that, like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that literally everyone else in the world loves but this is the curse of life where when you what everybody loves a product and you're like yes i'm gonna get it this is gonna be the miracle thing for yes. me and then you get it and it does nothing or it makes you look worse and you're like what the fuck happened yeah everybody I, loves it but that's not how this works i don't mind that you don't love it oh thank god it's a, what would you really think no. i would care oh, good. uh no, I don't think it's going to work for everybody. Yeah, so. I actually have stopped using it since I cut my hair oh. and I'm air drying. Oh, I've been air drying. Wow. And it's been, I've been experimenting with it. It doesn't always look good, but it's really kind of been a nice change because my hair is much shorter. It's yeah. above my shoulders. And so 
it actually has some volume if I air dry it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm betraying it too. All right. No, I don't. I mean, again, did now you have it? Are you going to give it away or what are you going to do with it? What I do you don't do? It's know. Huge. So what? So it's literally like the size of a turkey leg at Disneyland. It's true. That's actually not that big. It's like five turkey legs. It's not that big. Every time I whip it out, it feels like yeah. a production. Well, so I have found one use for it, which is if I mostly dry my... I love it if you were like, I, I had a chicken and I just crisped the skin. <laughs> and I volumized the skin. Um, if I mostly dry my hair with my regular hair dryer, oh, okay. and then I get it out and I use it for a quick zoop zoop. A zoop zoop. Yeah. That's your favorite term. Well, I feel like it's very descriptive. It is. I know what you mean. Like a, just a quick second. Exactly. Uh, it, it just, it's just like a nice finish. Okay. Now I have been, I've felt compelled to do this exactly twice. So like, it's not something that I'm doing with regularity. That's a lot of, that's an extra step. It's an extra step. It, it requires like plugging something else in and it, it's just like, and for what? Isn't it weird? I'm also chuckling to myself because I didn't even know you bought it. But isn't it weird when oh, you I don't... I told you I no. bought it. Oh. Have you ever had the experience where you don't like a thing that somebody else is like an advocate for? And then you have that weird feeling of like having to kind of yeah. disappoint them for yeah. not liking the thing they like, which makes no sense. And it's not like totally. they made the thing. No. I always just find that like entertaining for me. I know. And so I think it took me a while to come to terms with the fact that I'm glad you feel safe and you could share it. Thank you, Kate. Um, Well, on that note, I mean, we would love to know what you guys are buying in the sale. If you're buying anything, you don't have to buy anything. The people who are buying nothing, I salute you. I know. That's the true. (laughs) You're the true heroes. You really are. Um, But if you are buying stuff, let us know what's on your list. And uh, on that note, I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. Let's do it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing 
as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite honey love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am 
very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. And now it's time to hear from my sister, a very special guest, Karen Vladek. Hi. Hey. So I'm here with my sister. Karen, say hi. Hi, everybody. This is Karen Vladek. Um, we're in Austin, Texas. I was here for South by Southwest and thought we could chat about our beauty and skincare and sister routines. Um, Karen, do you want to just introduce yourself and yeah. say what you do? And- sure. So I'm Karen. I'm Dory's sister. It's my first podcast. Very excited. <laughs> Welcome. Um, I moved to Austin in August 2016 from Washington, D.C., where I lived for the past nine years because my husband, Steve, is a law professor um, and I'm a lawyer. And so I relocated here and I moved my practice and we have one two-year-old. Her name is Madeline. And we are expecting her sister, who is due in June. So, Karen, you are a lawyer. You're a working mom. Tell me how your self-care routine has changed since you became a mom. Yeah, that's a good question. So, the I think the biggest difference is the weekends. When we lived in D.C. before we had kids... Saturdays were my day to do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I would just leave Steve and I'd go to Georgetown and shop by myself and mm-hmm. go get my nails done, maybe get a facial if I had time, come back, take a nap, go out to dinner. Um, you know, when you don't have the restrictions of a kid, you can yep. pretty much do whatever you want. Yep. Now it's like you get an hour and that's either your husband's out or your sp- for me, it's my husband is out doing something with her. She's napping. I squeeze in a manicure during her nap, that kind of thing. So for me, because I, I'm a partner in a firm where I have a lot of flexibility, 
I do most of my self-care during the week now. Mm, okay. And so it's all in sort of sh- very short bursts. Right. Like I'll say, okay, I'm going to go get my eyebrows done during lunch on Tuesday. Okay. I get a manicure during lunch on Fridays, that kind of yep. thing. Um, and a haircut in the morning before work. So it's not those like long, luxurious days right. of self-care anymore. <laughs> right. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you're a planner. I am. So I imagine that or but correct me if i'm wrong like you you're very conscientious about making that time for yourself oh absolutely yeah i think especially even when she was when maddie was extremely young i had someone come to the house probably starting when she was like three weeks old so that i could leave and go get a manicure um because my sister and I have a joke that a manicure is cheaper than therapy. And it's really true. <laughs> Even though I'm in therapy. Yes, yes. Um, and so that was something that I just wasn't willing to give up. Um, I was So not, that was like your line in the sand. That was my line in the sand. So like I would still go and now I get, I, I still go every two weeks. I get a gel now, which I'm a gel addict. It's bad. Yeah, my nails were ruined by my last gel. They're, it's, it's pretty bad. So basically, I have, I'm 33 years old and I cannot stop biting my nails. Um, and mm. I have since I was a child. And the only possible way for me to not do it is if I have a manicure. You will notice if you're sitting, Dory's sitting across from me right now, my nails are extremely short. And that is because last week, on Thursday night, when my husband was traveling and out of town and my daughter was asleep, one little piece of my gel chipped. Well, you know what spiral that took me down, <laughs> which was peeling off the whole gel um, manicure. Hello, that was what I just did. Yes. <laughs> so my nails were disaster. You, people listening, don't do this. Do not <laughs> peel your gel. But it's one of those things where you're sitting there and you are literally saying to yourself do not do this yeah stop but you but i could not help myself so i peeled off every piece of gel that was on and you know gel it's like it's, it's on yeah there. and now i was at the end of my two weeks so it was right I probably would have had to go the next day anyway to soak it off and yeah. get a new manicure but so last week i went on friday and i just got regular plain old I walked in and I was like, look, I destroyed my nails. Yeah. I was very embarrassed um, because it's the place that I go, you know, yeah. every two weeks. And they were like, Ooh, what happened? Uh, but, you know, it's it, no one died. Right. No one has cancer. My yeah. nails are okay. Your nails are good. Yeah. Um, but just to go back to what you were just talking about, this kind of line in the sand, because this has come up a couple other times on the podcast um, with moms and talking about how, you know, it was such a shock for them um, when they had their first kid because it's so disruptive to your routine and you kind of lose a sense of yourself. And how do you kind of keep that? And so I think it's really interesting that for you, you were like, okay, manicures, like that's going to be the thing that keeps me sane. Yeah, manicures and actually working out. So I'm I'm not by any means like particularly fit or thin, but I really like that 45 minutes of time to just be by myself, not be on my phone. You know, I say that as a lawyer, which is a, a client-oriented business, as a mom and as a wife, there is pretty much no moment in the day where someone is not asking me, asking something of me. Yeah. 
Um, and so that time in the gym is so important to me. And that yeah. was also something that I would do. So when she was really young, I would have a sitter come over for like three hours. I would go get my nails done, go to a flywheel class, come home and, and immediately pump because oh as you know, <laughs> as you know, for those of you who have had young kids, um, when they're really young, for me, I it was just like, that's such a tether. Yeah. Like you can't be gone for more than like two or three hours at a time. It's totally different now because she's right. two and she, well, I shouldn't say obviously, if that's still something that you do, kudos to you. But, you know, I stopped nursing a long time ago and um, it gives you a lot more freedom, you know? Yeah. Because the only thing that you're missing is the time with your kid, which... Yeah, she goes to daycare every day and yeah. you, you want you want to be with your kid, but yeah. you also need time for yourself on the weekends. Totally. Um, so I would say our weekend routine is Steve and I each try to get um like some time alone to go work out. And the other thing that we did was we got the flywheel bike in our house. So that's like the Peloton kind of bike. Yeah. And what's nice about that is I can do that when she naps. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing any time. Right. And when we have a second, you know, um, and I'll be home during the days for at least a, a period of time. I can do that when the baby's sleeping. Yeah, ideally, that's my aspiration. Right. But you've always been athletic. Yes. I mean, when we were growing up, we were all the three of us, you, me and our brother were all swimmers, but you were the you took swimming really seriously. Yeah. So I feel like you've always kind of been someone who that that you got a lot of gratification out of that from a very young age. Yes, absolutely. And st- I still do. When I, um, even earlier on in this pregnancy, when I was feeling really horrible, like I would just say, okay, just go do 30 minutes on the elliptical because it really does actually make a huge difference for me um, from an emotional standpoint. I can feel when I haven't worked out in a couple of days, like I just don't feel good. Yeah. And at this point, it's not even about like, has nothing to do with weight loss or like staying in shape or anything. It's just more about how I feel, a physically, a physical feeling. Right. Or I mean, it sounds like also like a mental feeling. Yes. And mentally. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like my mental state just feels a lot better when I, after I've worked out, I, I can feel it in myself. Yeah. So you, as you said in the beginning of our conversation, you moved here to Austin about a year and a half ago after being in DC for nine years. You really had a life in DC. Um, what was it like to move to Austin, not knowing anyone? Yeah. Um, and you know, you're a very extroverted person, but you had a young kid, um, a new job. Yeah. So there's a couple things. So I had in my mind that somehow like having a six month old was going to get me to meet all these people. That honestly could not have been further from the truth because when they're six months, they don't really do anything right like you can't even really go to the park you can go for a walk but yeah. like it doesn't give you the interaction that you have and i think so dory and i went to the park tonight with my daughter madeline and i and you see as your kids get older how it becomes a much more interactive process with other mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. so like tonight we met two other we, we saw two other families who live in the neighborhood they both have two-year-old girls and the girls started playing with each other And that was like, oh, I started talking with the other moms. And so it's uh, uh, for moms that are listening to this that have very young kids, 
I think it can feel very isolating and it's an unexpected isolation because you think, oh, I'm a mom now. I'm going to meet all these other mom friends. And it's like this world that's going to open up to you. And from what I've heard from other moms is like, it doesn't happen right away. It's like as your kids get older Mm. and they get involved in more like specific activities or school activities, that's where you kind of meet your like mom people. Right. For lack of a better phrase. Now I have... I now have a really, really amazing job where I have nine partners. We're all equals and I consider them all to be my friends. Um, But, you know, to go back to your initial question, I think it was really hard at first. The first year, I would say, was extremely difficult. Um, We had been to Texas exactly twice. I had been here twice in my life before we decided to move. We bought our house. I had never seen it. We just knew what neighborhood oh God, we wanted to be in. I forgot about that. And my husband, so we bought this house when my daughter was two months old. Um, we were still living in D.C. I was on maternity leave from my job at a big law firm in D.C. And uh, we knew what neighborhood we wanted. And, and this particular neighborhood, for people who are from Austin or familiar, it's called Clarksville. It's right next to downtown. Um, it's a very competitive neighborhood for houses. So... We a house came on the market and we saw it on a Tuesday and my husband flew down on the next day to take a look at it and he FaceTimed me and I said just just buy it because it was in the neighborhood we wanted, it was in yeah. our price range. Um but you know, I, I had literally not even seen our house when we moved in. Yeah. Like it was so much. You looked at if you look at my January twenty sixteen to January twenty seventeen, just in that one year period, yeah. I had a baby in a very traumatic birth, which we can talk about it or not talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, if you're, if you're willing to talk yeah. about it, I would love to talk um, about it. Then we had, you know, her initial health problems and then I was on maternity leave for my job. So then I had to quit my job that I really loved in D.C., find a new job in Austin, sell our house in D.C., buy a house in Austin, take, we, we then were insane and took a five-week road trip <laughs> with a then five-month-old <laughs> Um, move across the country to a place where we knew nobody, move into our house, start new jobs. Like it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And like looking back on it now, it's insane. Yeah. (laughs) And I totally understand why my first year here was like not particularly enjoyable because I think I was just coming off of like the whiplash of everything that happened in an extremely short period of time. Yeah. And so I would say January 17 to January 18, that year was just like a huge improvement on the previous year. Now, right. don't get me wrong, like having my baby was amazing and I and that was great. But there's something about like the first four months of motherhood that is just such an unbelievably intense experience. And now, um, I mean, we're about to jump into it again, but Dory's been with us now. And it's not that motherhood is by any means an afterthought to my life, but it's not like the central number one identity part of my life. Yeah. You know, and like in the beginning, it really is. And it's draining. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, You, you did remind me that I wanted to ask you about the birth because you had a C-section. Yep. um, And you know, the recovery from that must have been tough and yep. it wasn't how you were expecting the birth to go. And yeah. Yeah. So I was never one of those people 
again, if this is you, like more power to you, but I just wasn't, um, like I didn't have a birth plan. I was never planning on having an unmedicated birth. Um, I had always planned on getting an epidural, but no one that at least that I know goes in to the hospital on the day that they're in labor and says, I want to end up with 30 hours of labor, three hours of pushing and an unplanned C-section. Yeah, no, I don't think that's in anyone's birth plan. (laughs) So even though I didn't walk in and was like, I'm super anti-C-section, basically the one thing that I didn't want was to go through full labor and then have to have a C-section anyway. Which is is exactly what happened. Um, So my husband, for those of you who don't know him, which I would say is probably 99% (laughs) of the people listening to this, he is a very large person. He's six, eight. He has a big head. I'm five foot four inches on a very good day. I am. She's a small. I'm a small person. (laughs) Um, And our daughter is 100% his genes. She's huge. She's been huge her since birth. She has an enormous head. Um, She's super, super cute, but she's just like a really big kid. She's off the growth chart and everything. So she frankly got stuck, for lack of a better phrase, in the birth canal. She had turned um, f- uh, so that her face was facing up, which is not, you want, they want face down so mm. that you like slide out, the baby slides out and turns face up as they're coming out of the birth uh, canal. Okay. So it was both p- position and just her general head size just didn't work. Now, this time around, I have scheduled a C-section, which (laughs) I joked the other day. We were driving past the hospital um, where I'm going to be delivering number two. And I was like, that's where we're going to have our C-section vacation. (laughs) Because we we stay in the hospital for three nights. The hospital is like really nice. Um, You know, of course, I'm not minimizing the C-section. I've been there. It is horrible. It messes things up in ways that you can't even really fathom. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping, knock on wood, and I'm only 26 weeks now. So you, so many things could change between now and, you know, the next 13 weeks. Right. I, I could go into labor early. Um, yeah. All sorts of things could happen. But as of right now, the plan is to have a scheduled C-section. So it's like, I know it's weird. I know what time i have to be there yeah. like, you have to be here at 5 a.m on june 18th um, right which is a crazy way and and part of me is like this is so unnatural um you know i i think and if you if this has been you i would love to hear from you because I, there's not a lot of people that to, to talk to about this um there is certainly a feeling that like when you have a c-section you somehow failed at birth or mm. you've like failed at bringing your kid into the world in the most mm. like natural way and a lot of it is just like all the noise that you hear from people about like what birth is supposed to be like yeah and like are you like oh well maybe if you hadn't gotten that epidural or maybe if you hadn't oh, you know what i mean just like yeah, a lot of you get a lot judgment. of judgment from people um and so then i'm like people are like oh are you gonna go for a v-back which is a vaginal birth after c-section um and i'm like no (laughs) i'm I'm scheduling a c-section because frankly my doctor was like look there are some people who are great candidates for it like if you had a cord issue where the cord was wrapped around the neck Uh, or something that caused the yeah the the necessity to have the unplanned c-section she's like 
frankly, your issue is genetics and it's probably not going to resolve itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I love my doctor. She is, she is an East Coaster like me. She, but she's been in Austin for a long time. She just tells it like it is. She's like, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to birth that baby. So, all right. Well, at least you're going in eyes wide open. Eyes wide open. Um, what was your recovery like? You know, my recovery, knock on wood, was actually not that bad. Um, and I credit a lot of that to something that unfortunately I've not done once this entire pregnancy, which was I took a bar um, mm. in pretty heavily in the third trimester. Um, and so my abs were actually in pretty good shape. I have no idea what shape my abs are in this time around. <laughs> and it's going to be really interesting. Um, but even the doctor during the surgery was commenting like, oh, your ab ball is really strong. Um, and so the recovery was not nearly as bad. Part of it was, you know, we had this disastrous birth and she was, Maddie was discharged um, in the afternoon of one of the biggest blizzards that DC has oh, ever that's seen. that's right. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. basically what happened was, I will not name the hospital, um, <laughs> but we had just a really, really horrible discharge um, and they missed a bunch of stuff. And essentially what happened was um, you're supposed to take your kid to the pediatrician within 24 hours of discharge so that they can check for all these things. One of which is jaundice, um, which our family has predispositions for my my nephew had jaundice. I had it. Dory had jaundice. Um, st- my husband had jaundice, and they never they 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 didn't do the results properly. And so basically, by the time we got to the doctor, I was in town. Dory was in town, and everything seemed fine. Yeah, like, we like were she like, didn't look yellow. She didn't <laughs> look that yellow, but it was. And so Dory, I remember we like went over to the doctor's office yeah. who came with us. Yeah, it was came. her first pediatrician appointment and she got discharged on a Friday and the pediatrician did not open until Tuesday morning. So th- you're now looking at f- almost four days, four full days between the last time she was checked. And we had consulted with all these like pediatricians on the phone that said, well, if she's making if she's making wet diapers, you know, don't take her to the emergency room because it's more dangerous to take a baby to the emergency room than it is to just wait for because the Because of all the germs. All the germs. Like the people in the emergency room are really, really sick. Um, so they're like, odds are she's fine. Well, you know, that's why they're odds. Um, so basically what happened was we took her in and the doctor was like, you know, she looks pretty yellow. I'm going to get her bilirubin count. Um Let's get that tested right away. So what's bilirubin for bilirubin people who don't know? Bilirubin is this, like when the baby's first born, the liver doesn't function properly. And so it's this byproduct. I'm going to get this wrong and someone's going to correct me. But it's some sort of count of one of the blood cells that you, you want to have, like the baby, you want a baby to have a bilirubin count between like eight and 10. That's in the normal range. Anything above like 13 is when the baby gets put under the lights, yeah. you know, and, and that's actually like pretty standard. Like a lot of babies when you're in the hospital will get put under the lights. Well, Maddie's came back at 26, which is like li- literally like life threatening. So I don't know if Dory remembers this, but we got a call from the doctor that was like, you need to get to the hospital immediately. Do you remember that? I do. Well, I remember the, there was, 
you guys were you guys were worried. We were pretty worried. I remember because I think I got there on Monday. Yeah. And you guys were worried that you weren't going to be able to get her to the doctor yes, till the next day. Right. So I remember that. I I think I left literally as you were taking her to the hospital. Okay. So so basically what happened was we went to the hospital. They like rushed her into this crazy situation. Um the doctor was like basically like the, it can cause brain damage. So we're freaking out. Yeah. And and that's one of those things where I just recovered from a C-section. There's still, DC was still a disaster. So for any of the DC listeners, you guys know, DC does not do snow well. Right. So like our street, we lived in downtown DC was still covered in snow. Yeah. You couldn't get around. It was crazy. And I almost feel like it was one of those things where, so we went to Children's National, which is such an amazing hospital. If you're ever, if you ever need to take your that kid. That one you'll name. That one I will name. <laughs> it was really like, they were so good. That, I still have such like, just strong reactions to that time of the nurses just being amazing. And I think it takes such a special person to be a nurse in a NICU yeah. unit. Because it's like, and and being there made me realize like, our our kids condition is so unbelievably minor because so children's national is the only level four NICU in DC. So they get all the super like 24 week preemies and you would hear parents in the waiting area. So we were there for about a week um, and she, she responded to the medication right away. And so my daughter was fine, but you get that perspective of like, there's people in there who are not going to walk out with their kid. Yeah. And that is like such a, in that moment, you're like, fuck my birth. Yeah. You know, forget how I feel. Forget yeah. how tired I am that you're like living in the NICU. Like there are people here whose kids are not going to leave. Yeah. Um, And so it's like you get some perspective pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. So while it was like a horrible experience, it was there were some things that were positive about it, which is I really try not to take like the small sicknesses too seriously with mm. her. And she knock on wood has been like an unbelievably healthy kids since then like she does does she goes to daycare five days a week and she barely i, she, I don't think knock on when she's missed a day this year um but you know it's it's I, my heart just if you've dealt with a premature child or a, a baby who's had real health issues like my heart just goes so out to you because it's such a hard thing to do yeah. you feel so helpless seeing your tiny baby mm. in that you yeah, know, in, in those that machines, situation. and it's just like, ugh. But anyway, that's not the purpose of this. Part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science 
to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Um, I actually do want to switch gears a little bit and talk about sisterhood. Yeah. Um, so you are seven years younger than I am. Yep. Almost to the day. Yeah. We're almost to the day. Apart. We're six days apart birthday wise. Yes. Um, and so... Growing up, I mean, you were so much littler than I was. You were you were like my baby sister. Um, and so people have asked me like, you know, in the context of this podcast, like, what did you teach your sister about like beauty and self-care? And I was like, she was like nine years old. Like, I don't remember those interactions because I was kind of an angry teen anyway. And you were so much younger. And so I do think it's amazing that we're now such good friends. Yeah. So I think it was mostly when you were living in New York in your like early-ish 20s. Yeah. Or Philly. Yeah. And I was already in my like late high school years. Yeah. That we started to become close. Yeah. Because although, I mean, you were, I think you talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago that you were cleaning out your office. Yeah. And you were going through letters. Yeah. And you sent me a letter that I had sent you and I was seven at the time. Yeah. And it was like such an, uh, the letter was like so, um, like obsequious is not the word because no. obviously at seven, I didn't know, I wasn't like kissing up to you, but it was like I idolized you. Yeah. And it was, so I was going, we went to camp together for one year because you were in the oldest age group when yeah. I was in the youngest. Yeah. And so you were there for two months and I was coming just for the second session. And the letter said, um, I promise I won't embarrass you in front of your friends. And it was like, oh, my God, that's so because that's not really like the memories that I have of our relationship growing up. Right. It was more like, get out of my room. Yeah. And like, don't take my clothes. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, and Dory left for college when I was in like you were 11, fourth grade. I think you were in fifth. fifth You you were starting starting fifth grade. So like. I don't really have like a ton of memories of us even living in under the same roof. Yeah, because I I lived at home the summer after my freshman year of college, but you were at camp. I was at camp. So I and then I never lived at home again. Right. So yeah, we really didn't 
like overlap and like imagine a 12 year old sister coming to visit you at college like that's an enormous age difference yeah that's not even like oh maybe she can use my fake id that's like we're sitting home and like watching sesame street um but so i think it wasn't until i was at least like in my late college years yeah or late high school high school years um that we started to become close i think yeah no i think that's right um but you know, I feel really fortunate that we're close. Totally. Because I know a lot of people who aren't close with their siblings, totally. first of all. And second of all, like, you're the person I can talk to. I think it is amazing to have a sibling um, in the sense that you, it is the one person that can share that weird familial experience. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm... I think that there is a huge benefit, like there are great benefits to all sorts of different family situations. There's huge benefits to having no kids. Yeah. There are huge benefits to having one kid. Yeah. And there are huge benefits to having siblings. Yeah. And like, there's not one right way to make your family. And I think that that's like something that's so important. And, you know, we are so fortunate to be having a second. And I was so excited to hear that it was going to be another girl because I was like, oh, she's going to get to have a sister. That's like such yeah. an amazing experience. Not that I don't love our brother, and I do, yeah. but it's a totally 100% different relationship totally. than you than I have with my sister. Yeah. I mean, I tell people like, oh, well, we talk every day. Yeah. People are like, how do you talk? I'm like, well, we either text or, or chat or FaceTime, or FaceTime with Maddie. Yeah. yeah. Every day. And we know exactly what's going on in each other's lives. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely such an amazing and fulfilling relationship. And, and I think especially like as our parents get older and like get a little bit more insane, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's it's nice to have that person who like just totally gets it. Yeah. And is like, yep. Yep. Been there. Been there. Like just knows, you know. Well, and I think we have both been able at different times to offer perspectives on our parents that the like the other one hadn't thought about yeah like particular behaviors of our parents and maybe explaining it to them and i think sometimes like the mother-daughter relationship can be fraught for many reasons um and i think sometimes it's important to get your sibling's perspective on why your parent is doing something yeah because like they understand your parent in a way that like no one out like your fr- you could talk to your friends about it but your friends are going to be pulling from their own parental yeah. experience which is going to be so yeah. different from yours and it's even different like talking to your spouse about it too oh 100 percent. especially because like for my spouse like we have totally different relationships with our parents yeah like completely different we always joke that like somewhere between our sets of parents is like a normal parent and I try to like channel that when I'm parenting my own child um just like in terms of the level of like involvement in your kid's life and you know babying to an extent or spoiling to an extent um I think that you know our parents did a lot of things right but sometimes they just like still, I can remember being like 25 years old and calling my mom and being like, can you make me a dentist appointment? And she would do it. Yeah. And it came 100% from a place of love. Yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, it's interesting. I was about to say, I think that also comes from being the youngest. Yeah. But I'm also thinking 
and I don't think I would call her and say, can you make me a dentist appointment? But there, there, I'm sure there were certain other things that like I relied on her for that I probably shouldn't have. Right. And so I think like being able to talk with your sibling about that and being like, why is she, why is your parent doing this? Or, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever that relationship is, is I think it is really nice. And I think one thing that's, that I always think is so interesting is like, we're pretty different. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I always think about is like, you knew what you wanted to be when you grew up from the time you were like in high school. Yeah. Um, I kind of like moseyed around. You got married at 27. I got married at 38. Like I don't have kids yet. I am not a mosier. You are not a mosier. Yeah. You are a get shit done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I think I am ultimately an extrovert, but I'm much more of like an extrovert introvert. Right. And you are like, an extrovert with extrovert rising and extrovert in your moon sign. Yes. <laughs> so Pretty much. yeah, like I took you to a little uh, cocktail party the other night. And after five minutes, you were just off talking to everyone. Like I didn't see you for the rest of the evening until we left. And these were strangers. Um, and I could never do that. You um, could. I, I could, but it's your, it comes to you so much easier. Um, and so I just always think like when we joke like, oh, you're having like Maddie too, yeah. you know, it's like, well, we're not carbon copies. No, we're not. I think people, people generally categorize the youngest as the meanderer, the one yes. who is no, like, totally. the free spirit. And like, totally. I'm definitely the least free spirit of the three of us. Yep. Um, so birth order is a funny thing. And, you know, I think a lot of people say like that the oldest is the most type A, um, which not you, true. Which I don't think it's true. Although you have a lot of type A tendencies. Yes, I do. But you are like type A plus. It, when it comes to certain things. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's interesting being the oldest and having a sister so much younger yeah. um, who in like a lot of like life ways is kind of ahead of me. Right. Um, but like, I don't know, I guess. And maybe that's because of my personality that I'm like. Oh, that's cool. Right. You know, and, and like it is what it, it is. is what it like, is. There's nothing. Exactly. Just kind exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as we get, uh, this is true, I think across the board, whether it's with sisters or with friends, but I have noticed that once you pass 30, it all kind of blends together. Yeah. Like one of my closest people at work is she's 12 years older than I am. And right. I don't think about it at all. It helps that her, she has one child and that child is only five. So, you know, we are kind of in general, you know, the same yeah. like, band. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of all blends together at some point. Yeah. Totally. You're like, oh, we're not in our twenties anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so my last question has to do with hobbies, oh. which I feel like you and I don't have. Yeah. Not hobby people. Yeah. We're not hobby people. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to some people on the podcast who like really have hobbies that are very fulfilling for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just like, I'm just curious, like, what do you think that is? Do you think that's like a family thing or? So I think part of it was we, at least, I, so I, I don't want to speak for Dory, but I had such a hyper scheduled childhood. Yeah. Um, because I had this competitive swimming, like a really, really competitive swimming that 
didn't leave any time. Yeah, that's so true. I never had like downtime. Right. I, and I'm not saying that I'm like some Olympic athlete, but uh, that like had some but you had childhood. You had before school and after school before practices. Before school and after school practices. And I've always been a big sleeper. Talk yeah. about self-care. Oh, that's where I also drew the line is I was like, I'm sleeping. I don't give a shit. Like I, I, I still now sleep eight or nine hours a night. Um, so I, I, I went to bed very early. Mm-hmm. Um, even in high school, even in high school, 10 o'clock. What about college? College, I would sleep later. Oh, right. Um, like I would sleep till like 11. Yeah. Um, and I would go to bed at probably like midnight. Right. One. Which but is like, I've always been like a homebody. Like, a, you know, some of my friends in college would go out five nights a week. I'd right. Like, I'm going out two at the most. Yeah. You know, you've always been very good at boundaries. I, th- I think so. Yeah. And that is, that is a working mom thing. No one's ever going to set mm. the boundaries for you. You all, and it, forget mom, non mom, I think especially as women. Yeah. Like, literally, no one's ever going to walk into your office and be like, go take a vacation. Yeah. Or no one's going to tell you to leave the office. Yeah. Those are boundaries you just have to set for yourself. Yeah. But for hobbies, I don't know. Now I feel like it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Totally. Totally. What do I, I don't know what my hobbies are. I guess like going on Instagram. It's just like, (laughs) I feel like I'm barely, I'm like. Oh, actually, that reminds me of something. Um, A self-care thing that you did a few years ago was you went off Facebook. I did. I went off Facebook for years. For years you went off Facebook. I went off Facebook for years because I was just like, I was And that's a boundary. Oh my God. Yeah. I was getting like super invested in stuff that really just didn't matter. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this is my, like uh, my cortisol levels were rising. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at like posts of people I went to elementary school with about like something that I disagreed with and I was finding myself getting so fired up and I was like, this is not, this can't be healthy. So I took a really long Facebook and I actually totally deactivated my account. And the re and I just recently rejoined for really for business purposes because I'm just part of this group here that does a lot of referrals through Facebook and they Mm. use Facebook as the primary means of communication. So I started a new account. It wasn't my old account, so I don't have like... (laughs) remnants of people yeah. you know i had that like, and i taught you how to lock it down dory taught me how to lock <laughs> it down so i have like all the security settings in place so i can just it was like a fresh start on Facebook. yeah like i didn't have all the people that like i don't even really know totally and that probably pissed me off yeah and i also have like liberally been using the mute button yeah like if someone's pissing you off on social media first of all i am a, of the firm belief that like if someone's pissing you off, it's probably something that you don't, that like, frankly, you probably don't like about yourself. Oh. I know. I'm going like on a deep psychological level here. Yeah. But I think especially like, so there's two types of people. There's people that just are like a really fucking annoying. Yeah. And like, or like people who are posting about Trump. No. Right. Mute. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah, it's not happening. Um, But then there's people who like are posting something that shouldn't bother you as much as it does. And you're like, why is this bothering me so much? Give me an example. I'm trying to think. So like, I, so there's a lot about like, like when people post, especially like mom humble brags, Mm. um, about like, 
oh my God, I was up so many times in the night with my child. Like they just won't stop crying and I refuse to do cry it out and da da da. And like, I'm a huge proponent of cry it out, but you also are just like everything with parenthood or second guessing like, fuck, yeah. is this the right thing to do? Did I literally yeah. just like completely mess up my kid for the rest right. of their lives? And so you're like reflecting that back on yourself. Yeah. Like, oh my God, should I be up a million times in the night? Yeah. Like, and the answer is no. Right. It's like, I let my kid cry for a week and she's fine and she sleeps 12 hours a night. But you still have that nagging. There's always that nagging, like, did I do this right? And that's true with everything. Like people who post about like working a million hours, you know what I mean? I have a job right now that I absolutely love and is like incredibly flexible Yeah, and is great. But like when I see people posting like, oh my God, I've been at the office for the past 12 hours. I'm like, shit, should I be doing that too? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I think taking the break really helped because it's now allowed me to cull down the totally my like Facebook universe. And you're a little older. I'm a little older. I care a lot less. I care now. a lot less. Yeah. I have a lot less time to think about it. The other thing that I did is I do not have the app on my phone. Mm. So I have to like consciously log in at work. I don't really use my computer at night. Um, like by the time I'm done putting my my daughter to sleep, my husband and I pretty much just watch a couple shows and I go to bed at by 10. So I don't have a lot of time where I'm trolling the internet at night. And so if it's not on my phone, yeah. I don't really look at it. Yeah. Instagram is another story. Yeah. I'm a big Instagram person. Yeah. And I, I enjoy Instagram. Yeah, I really do too. And Instagram is so much less preachy yeah yeah well yeah i mean i think there is a preachy world of instagram but, but i don't follow you don't follow it. like those i don't people. follow yeah. like influencers yeah exactly you know what i mean exactly now sometimes i find myself going down the rabbit hole of like that little the little magnifying glass at the bottom of like oh sure who to follow and yeah it, like shows you posts and then all of a sudden i'm down this crazy rabbit hole of like some fitness model in australia making me feel bad about myself yeah. I'm like, nope closest yeah yeah you know what i mean but i think we all go down that road but it's different when you don't actually know the person whereas on facebook you kind of know the person totally and so i don't know it was just making me not feel good about myself i'm generally would categorize myself as like a very confident person who doesn't second guess decisions yeah and so to have something like toxic in my life, I'm like, no, I don't need this. Yeah. So I love that you've just like rebuilt it on your own terms. Yes. I am all about these days, social media on my own terms. Mm-hmm. And I just I really also have like two Twitter that. handles. I use one personal and one for professional. Um, the personal one, I don't really tweet that much from. It's more like more just to follow people. And then the professional one I use is like actual professional resource. Like I follow my clients on it right I'll tweet articles for my clients like i'll put up my blog post that kind of thing um so yeah social media on your own terms i love that yeah, yeah. you don't have to have social media like everybody else you don't like if there's someone from high school that is bothering you on facebook either unfriend them or mute them um i did that with a woman who's you know my age and yeah. having her fourth child and she was posting ultrasounds and I was like, it's too much. You know what? I don't need this. Also, another good tip was I like anonymous forums where. Oh, you love anonymous I forums. Love, <laughs> I love a good anonymous forum. So there's this, there's this, it's not even just for parenting, but it's this website called DC Urban Moms. There's an equivalent one. What's the one in New York called? Urban Baby. Urban Baby. Now. 
talk about neuroses. Like this brings out the real crazy in yeah. people because it's totally anonymous. Right. And so when you're in an anonymous space, like God help you. Yeah. Um, but it was a place that like I could go. And if I had a real question about like my kid isn't sleeping, what should I do? I didn't have to put that on Facebook and like get the judgment yeah. from people. You yeah. Know? It's just like this is anonymous and you'll get you will get people who will be brutal to you. Right. But sometimes you just kind of like need to hear that, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> sometimes. And that that is also like a caveat. Like, yeah. sometimes anonymous message boards can be really nasty and you need to like have the self-control to just stop looking sometimes. Yes. Um, so, Karen, where can people find you on your professional oh. Twitter? Fun. So my professional Twitter is Karen Vladek Esquire, E-S-Q, K-R-E-N-V-L-A-D-E-C-K-E-S-Q. That is my professional Twitter handle. You can also, if you have, um, I didn't, I don't know if I talked about my practice, but I do employment law. Um, So if you have a company or you're an executive who needs a severance agreement negotiated, um, employment agreement negotiated, that's the kind of stuff that I do. Um, Not just in Texas, but all over the country. And yeah, I'm pretty Googleable. There's everyone who, whose last name is Vladek is either related or married to one of the descendants of my husband's great great grandfather. So we're very Googleable, I like to say. Not quite as Googleable as Dory Shafrir. Yeah. That she's like the hide. definition of Google. <laughs> There's no other Dory Shafrir in the world. And when I was Karen Shafrir, there was no other Karen yeah. Shafrir in the world either. Yeah. But there but are other Michael Shafrir. There's Michael Shafrir. <laughs> there's like at least two. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you can find me there. And this was so fun. This was so fun. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Love you. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. So I hope you all love my sister as much as I do. I do. I love your. I mean, I follow your sister on Instagram. I mean, I'm I'm devoted. She's really special. Um. So, Kate. Yes. What was your intention last week? I had like a list of five. Oh right. Um, eating leafy greens. Yes. Being in bed at eleven. Yes, yes, cutting yes. off the phone. Sure. Reading. Yeah. And it went okay. I mean, I just watched you eat some leafy greens. I did greens. eat leafy greens. My, yeah. le- I'm living my grandmother's legacy, which is that you have to eat leafy greens at dinner every night. Um, I am trying to eat more greens. It's felt good. Good. And I'm reading more um, bedtime I need to work on. Okay. I am getting there. I'm working on it. This week, I'm going on a honey cleanse. <sighs> Meaning I'm just going to s- cut my honey addiction. Okay. Because I think I'm having too much sugar in the morning. Oh, okay. Which I have, which I already talked about, but yep. it's just like spiking my heart rate and making me kind of crash. And I think it's gotten to the point where like I was just putting a tablespoon of honey in my tea and then I just kept going. And I have noticed I blast through these bottles of honey very quickly, like mm. in under a month. I'm blasting through big my Costco honeys. These are big things. Oh boy. Big okay. bears of honey. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, you know, I'm not on a sugar cleanse because I, I don't mind sugar in my food. You know, I, I don't think right. I eat a ton of sugar and I'm not trying to restrict myself in that way, but I am trying to find something in the morning that's not going to like give me heart palps. So I'm into that for you. So a honey cleanse. I yeah. might be the first person in America to go on a honey <laughs> cleanse. Um, I'm doing it. I, I think that's great. I mean, um, not vegans. Vegans are on a permanent honey cleanse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
So last week I was like, okay, I really need a work That's schedule. That's right. But then you slept until 840. And then I morning. slept until 840. But other than that, I pretty much kept to my schedule. That's great. And I'm cautiously optimistic that, good work. that yeah, that it's going to work out. So I feel good about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I really do think this week, I know I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but I, I, I just want to bring fresh flowers into my life. I love that. Yeah. It feels like, you know, people are always asking us like, what are, what's like a little thing you can do for self care. And I really think like flowers and that, that kind of stuff just like brightens up your life. I love, yes. Lighting a candle. Lighting a candle. Just one that doesn't make me cough. Yeah, poor Dory had a coughing <laughs> attack because my pumpkin spice target candle was Which is so weird because I her. feel like you've, I've been here when you've it's lit okay. that before. And it's first, probably filled with carcinogen. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> very bad for us. I also, sometimes I blast my little aromatherapy diffuser. Oh, um, okay. And just for a little, a little spritz of zhuzh yeah, in the I love air. that. Huh. Well, well, it was great it. to see you as it always. It was great to see you. We had some laughs. We sure did. We, I failed at reciting a very basic poem that everybody knows. I mean, I did too. <laughs> well, let's leave it here, Dory, right. shall we? Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrier. That's us. And produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Please leave us Apple Podcast reviews. It really helps people find the show. You can find us on Instagram. At Forever 35 Podcast, Twitter, Forever 35 Pod, website is forever35podcast.com, email forever35podcast at gmail, and please don't hesitate to leave us a voicemail at 781-591-0390. Hey everybody, I'm Kate Spencer. Hold on, nope, I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs>